on a thousand planets and spreading out. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. To the bat poles. May the force be with you. Who is that mask? Avengers, assemble. Good afternoon and welcome to the Fantastic Forum. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. As always, we'll begin the show with some genre-related news. This week, DC Films co-chairs James Gunn and Peter Safran announced the first ten interconnected DC Studios projects. Five will be feature films, and five will be series created for the HBO Max platform. All are set within the same shared universe and will share characters frequently. The films are Superman Legacy, The Authority, The Brave and the Bold, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, and Swamp Thing. The series are Creature Commandos, Waller, Booster Gold, Paradise Lost, and Lanterns. Creature Commandos will be an animated series. So far, the only one of the new projects with a release date is Superman Legacy, which is slated for theatrical release on July 11, 2025. Gunn and Safran also indicated that their projects will focus on one particular universe of DC's multiverse, and that any projects outside that universe and shared continuity would be labeled as DC Elseworlds. Elseworlds will be the banner under which projects such as sequels to Todd Phillips' Joker and Matt Reeves' Batman will fall. Of course, Gunn and Safran say there are other projects in development about which they can't speak yet, but promise surprises to come. James Cameron's Avatar The Way of Water has earned $623.5 million at the domestic box office, surpassing The Avengers and becoming the 10th highest grossing domestic release of all time. Worldwide, it currently stands as the fourth biggest movie in history, with $2.128 billion behind only... Uh, let me see, behind only, <laughs> excuse me, it's been a minute since I've been in here, uh, behind only Avatar, The Avengers Endgame, and Titanic. Avatar, The Way of Water, is the second fastest movie to surpass $2 billion at the international box office, having achieved the milestone in just over five weeks in release. Now in its seventh week, it remains atop the domestic box office and seems poised to maintain that position for at least another two weeks when Marvel Studios' Ant-Man and the Wasp's Quantumania makes its theatrical debut. Although M. Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin may offer some competition this weekend. Just ahead of its third episode, The Last of Us was renewed last week for season two on HBO. 
The show, adapted from the video game, has been enjoying great popularity and registered the highest ever increase in viewers for a drama from premiere to the second episode, marking the largest week two audience growth for an HBO original drama series in the history of the network. Episode four airs tomorrow night. Angela Bassett has been nominated for an Academy Award for her performance in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. She is the first woman, first person of color, and the first Marvel Studios actor to be nominated for an Oscar for their performance in a comic book adaptation. Adult Swim has fired Rick and Morty co-creator and star Justin Roiland following it being brought to light that he had been charged with one felony count of domestic battery with corporal injury and one felony count of false imprisonment by menace, violence, fraud, and or deceit. The complaint, filed in 2020, states the incident took place in January 2020, to which Royland pleaded not guilty on both counts. No announcement has been made on his being recast in the series. However, Adult Swim has said they are committed to working with the rest of the team to continue production on Rick and Morty. Michael Cudlitz has been cast as Luthor on the CW's Superman and Lois. According to the official character description, Cudlitz's Lex Luthor is known to the world as the visionary billionaire behind LexCorp, but secretly, the criminal underworld knows who Lex truly is, a brutal psychopath who terrorizes anyone he crosses paths with. When Lex debuts in season three of the CW series, it's been years since he dropped out of the public eye and he's re-emerging, hell-bent on correcting a personal injustice by enacting revenge on the two people he feels have wronged him, Superman and Lois Lane. Superman and Lois Season 3 premieres Tuesday, March 14th. New trailers have dropped in the past couple of weeks for Star Trek Picard and Shazam! Fury of the Gods. You can view them on one of the Fantastic Forum social media pages. And while you're there, if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and like us on Facebook. We love to be liked and we like to be followed. Shazam! Fury of the Gods opens in theaters March 17, 2023, and Season 3 of Star Trek Picard debuts February 16th on Paramount+. An anniversary this week is Episode 1 of Buck Rogers, the 12-part movie serial, debuted 83 years ago on February 2nd, 1939. Today, we're talking about some of these news items and more. Joining me are Shireen Nicole, Julian Lytle, and Mike Lunsford. Everybody, welcome to the show. Hello, Hello. thanks for having Hi. me back. Well, thank you all for coming on. You know, I mean, it's, it's been a couple of weeks since our last new episode. In fact... Uh, it, this is the first new episode of Fantastic Forum in 2023, so I uh, don't know whether we want to pop the champagne. We don't really have champagne, FCC. I know I'm not supposed to have that in the booth, and, and I don't in actuality. But, um, yes, but uh, symbolically, we're popping the champagne and saying Happy New Year to yet another year 
of the Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM. But uh, today, what I was looking to do was to talk about uh, the latest, greatest, biggest news that has come out of the comics and uh, movies and TV and and all of that stuff, uh, this week at least, and it's the announcement from DC Films co-chair James Gunn about what their plans are for the, the, the newly reconstituted, I guess you would call it, DC Universe. So uh, all very exciting and, uh, and very complicated. And uh, we're going to break it down uh, and talk about it on, uh, on, on our episode today. Uh, but I tell you what, before we, uh, before we get going, um, I've actually got some clips. And so uh, what we are, are going to hear uh, first here is uh, James Gunn talking uh, basically about this newly constituted DC uh, universe. So uh, let's take a listen. DC has been disconnected in film and television for a long time. Our jobs, mine and Peter's, is to come in and make sure the DCU is connected in film, television, gaming, and animation. That the characters are consistent, played by the same actors, and it works within one story. And if something is outside of that, like Matt Reeves' Batman or Todd Phillips' Joker or Teen Titans Go, that it is clearly labeled as DC Elseworlds, outside of the mainstream DCU continuity. Now, Peter and I have gotten pretty lucky in terms of the four projects that are coming out over the next year. First, we have Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Shazam! has always been off kind of in his own part of the DCU, so he connects very well. That moves directly into The Flash, a fantastic movie that I really love that resets the entire DC universe. Then to move into Blue Beetle, a fantastic film about a kid who's a marvelous part of the DCU, and then into Aquaman 2, which leads directly into our next few projects. Okay, well, that was abrupt. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm very curious as to, uh, you know, and, and I, I've got some other clips of Gunn actually talking about uh, these new projects that were just announced earlier this week. But before we get to that, I'm, I'm sort of curious about what you all think about uh, what is leading into this um, you know, in a in a sort of in a general sense, uh, the whys and wherefores as to um, what has brought us to this moment, and uh, you know, because hey, from some people's perspective, I mean, I'm starting to see all sorts of hashtags now. Return the Snyderverse and all of this. So clearly, some people thought that everything was rolling along just fine and no correction was needed. But of course, the movies from DC. Everything short of Batman, as Julian Lytle has pointed out numerous times, has not generated the kind of profits or cultural interest that the Marvel movies have. Uh, so, um, what do we what do we think about that? And uh, Shireen, you haven't been on in a long time, and you're absolutely one of my favorite people and a DC lover and one of the most knowledgeable folks. In fact, I said they should have put you in charge rather than Gun and Safran. But did they listen to me? Of course not. But I'm curious as to what you think leading into this thing about this 
this whole announcement that Gunn and Saffron have made? Well, about what has brought us to this moment, um, you know, is this necessary? I mean, you know, hell, whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> Calamity. Calamity has brought us to this moment. No, um, I, I think what has brought us to this moment is that, and I've said this before, DC doesn't have to have a, a vision like Marvel. A matter of fact, we prefer that they don't because the, the two the the two universes are very different. They have different style characters, different style stories, and we want to maintain that sort of thing, right? That's why we never want like Disney to buy DC because we like what we get from each of those universes. But Marvel, I think, in their movies since you know, maybe Blade and then hopping forward to Iron Man had a vision. And I think that DC was all over the place. And another thing that I have observed is that DC just gets a great director, any great director, and they just toss them at a property. It doesn't matter if the two are are well suited to one another. And so what you get is directors kind of stuffing a a set of characters into their own personal style regardless if if those things are going to work well together and we've seen that they often do not i am not a big fan of happened after you know dc seemed to think that when christopher nolan made his batman that the entire dc universe should follow suit with the way that the characters were presented we see that in where Zack snyder took it and that was absolutely the wrong approach and so now i think with gun and saffron we're seeing them try to make sense of it all and trying to have a vision they put together their guardians of oa to oversee this thing it's a pretty good you know think tank of people to help work on this and they're trying to give you what you get in the comic books universe in a cinematic universe that also includes games and you know television shows and all of that so i hope i answered your question by saying we have to wait and see but at least they have a vision you and at least they understand the properties which i think was really missing before is a true understanding of these properties these characters and how they should move through their own world Mm -hmm. You did. You're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming via WERA.FM. We are Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Julian Lytle, Shireen Nicole, and Mike Lunsford. And uh, Mike, you heard what Shireen said. Was Is this, is this necessary, what they're doing? Um, you know, dumping everything and starting from scratch? I think... I think it's been a long time coming. I think that this is both from their perspective, something that needs to be done, but also from the public's perspective that it needed to be done because that's the common conversation that we have, that all of us geeks and nerds have about this is that, Oh, Marvel is just that Marvel and DC are just, uh, that Marvel just keeps taking DC's lunch and that Marvel has a plan and Marvel this and Marvel that and DC just can't seem to catch up. And I feel like all of this, whether it needed to happen or not, from the standpoint of like the films, from the standpoint of the studio, like they're playing catch up. They're they're trying to compete, and it's Marvel or DC didn't need to. 
Marvel had to. Marvel had to come up with something when they did in order to have this big movie thing. Because before that, superhero movies were always thought of as the DC properties. I'm excited for it. I like that there's a vision. I like that it's not just going to be kind of haphazard thrown together. But not only that, here's the other aspect of this too. Not really fitting with this, but something that's going to come up later for DC slash Warner Brothers is the fact that they made all those promises to Cavill and to Gal Gadot and to um, Ben Affleck about the projects that they were going to work on so much so that there may end up being a breach of contract suit that ends up happening with that. So like having a a through line and having an idea of what they're actually going to do is probably the best thing that this could – that Gunn could do at this point because I feel like otherwise – you're just going to keep spinning your wheels. It's going to keep being the same cycle over and over again, which at this point it's been, what, 15 years that they've been saying the same thing? Oh, we have a plan, and we've only gotten to see little bits and pieces of the plan before they reset it every single time. Mm, I got you. All right, well, I tell you what. Let's uh, let's listen to uh, what it is that uh, James Gunn has to say about the first five. Well, okay, I mean, it, it's broken out into um, he's talking about five He's talking about five. Uh, let's hear that first section of what he's talking about. Let's take a listen. Peter and I, along with a group of very talented writers, have started to map out an eight to 10 year plan of what DC Studios will be in film, television, and gaming. This first chapter is called Gods and Monsters. Now this, what I'm about to tell you, is a part of the first chapter. It's not the entire first chapter. The first project is Creature Commandos. Creature Commandos is an animated series. The next project up is Waller. This is a story of Amanda Waller played by Viola Davis. Viola Davis is gonna team up with members of Team Peacemaker. And this is a story that's been created by Crystal Henry who did Watchmen and Jeremy Carver who created the Doom Patrol. Okay, next up is the big one, the true beginning of the DCU. This is called Superman Legacy. This is being written by me. I'm in the middle of it. I'm having a great time doing it. And Superman will be released into theaters July 11th, 2025. Okay, the next thing is a big premiere HBO television series called Lanterns. This is a story of a couple of Green Lanterns, Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan. And we have a few other lanterns peppered in there. But this is really a terrestrial-based TV show, which is almost like True Detective with a couple of Green Lanterns who are space cops watching over precinct Earth. In it, they discover a terrifying mystery that ties into our larger story of the DCU. Next is a big movie called The Authority. The Authority is a passion project of mine. It's based on the marvelous Wildstorm characters. We are now bringing into the DCU and will interact with all of our primary DCU characters. The Authority are a group of superheroes who think the world is broken and they wanna fix it by any means necessary. I think it's a very different look at superheroes Mm, that is some really wild-sounding stuff. Now, one thing, Mike, that I want to just uh, correct you on, because my understanding is that contractually, um, at, at, at least um, Cavill has uh, he has he has satisfied all the requirements of whatever contract elements had existed with him, and so because the distinction that was made is that he wasn't fired 
by Warner Brothers. It's just simply that they're not going to re-engage him to play the character. I can't speak with specificity about Gal Gadot or Ben Affleck or whatever their arrangement is, although I suspect that uh, contractually they're not going to let themselves get in trouble um, you know, because they're either going to allow them to appear in some other picture. In fact, I, I believe that both Affleck and Gal Gadot had a they had they had some cameos that they shot for this flash movie that were not used but you know they were required to do the cameos they did the cameos they got paid so i don't think there's going to be any issue behind that um julian you didn't get a chance to uh talk about uh you know the 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 reset and whether or not it's needed but i do want to find out what you think because you're actually plugged into this and you know some folks who were in the room you know talking about this whole plan and so i'm like oh wait a minute i mean i'm just i'm curious what do you think about you know these first well the first 10 that were announced specifically what we just listened to gun talk about um i guess in regards to uh the build up to needing to do this i guess at a point with the changeover in ownership, the stewardship of AT&T for, of Warner Brothers and all of its, its different companies and how that worked out, uh, and I guess more public opinion versus actual receipts, I guess they did have to get a quote-unquote plan. As people may know, I'm not the biggest uh, MCU supporter in the idea of making a movies into tv shows you have to spend 15 dollars to see every episode every three months is not to me an actual sustainable business model and good for actual creative exploits but um they winning so i see why new pause came in was like yo i need i need some of that and it seems like saffron and, uh, and gun are you know they did this in three months they this is this is like they haven't been officially at the job for long mm-hmm. and in regards to like Cavill Gunn says it himself in the different media press things that as the press got to see this reveal before the public like yo like Cavill wasn't hired like they don't owe him the new bosses don't owe him nothing they like ain't nobody talked with us about what we wanted to do so who knows, Gal Gadot might get paid off again because she got paid off with Wonder Woman 84 not coming out in theaters. Mm. I, it feels like she's kind of done, too. Who knows what's going on with, with, with Momoa? He's cool with everybody. Who, whoever he may be, Aquaman, Lobo, Lobo Aquaman, I don't know what he's going to be. Aquaman. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? He's going to be something. <laughs> you know? Uh but in terms of, of announcing a slate, how they did it, I like how they did it. They came out and they say, this is the plan. This is the name of the plan. We call them this chapters. The chapter has a title. Mm. We're going to bust you down with what the TV shows are. We even got some. We I, He already wrote a whole series already. The, how fast this man be writing astounds me. He already has a, a public showrunner for Waller. Mm-hmm. We know Viola's Davis is back. Mm-hmm. And now some other ones. Man Gold out here tweeting Swamp Thing pictures. So I guess, I guess Swamp Thing gonna get made. We getting a Superman. We got a date on Superman. And you know what? The Batman Part 2 come. Eric got a date for the Batman Part 2. He, he already mm-hmm. said, yo, we coming out with a Batman and Robin movie with the Batman family. 
This is this is what we doing. The authority though. The authority though. Ooh. <laughs> that was a surprise. That Ooh. was a real surprise. That's what I'm. That's what I'm waiting for. And I'm. I'm getting mad at all these people. Like, who's the authority? Who's the... I don't hear y'all say that about Kang. Y'all don't know who Kang is. Y'all know who Jonathan Majors is. Y'all don't know who Kang is. Y'all was excited. I get mad mm-hmm. at this. They be acting like they know who these Marvel characters are. They don't. There's a double standard. They just be yeah. hype. They just be hype for no reason. You don't know who these characters are. <laughs> you shut up. You wouldn't even have no Ultimates if you had no authority. If you don't got no, if you have no Ultimates, you daggone sure don't have Avengers in 2012. Because all you that movie don't is don't have a whole lot of the authority. That's like taking. It's like the first time somebody sampled James Brown's Funky Drummer. You mean dead on good songs we got out of that sample? Well, and I on, just I yeah, did not Shereen? expect that. Are y'all there? Yeah, yes. yeah. No, I'm I'm listening. I mean, so I so the so you're 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 a fan of the authority, and uh, you're a fan of the authority. I'm a fan or not a fan it's just that that was the one, one thing I mean Creature Commandos but you know James Gunn likes the kind of the kind of quirky outliers Yeah. but I did not expect the authority to make that list because I I mean that just proves that James Gunn is operating from a different place in the DC universe than people have operated before right because they were doing everybody we had under rules for <laughs> but you don't have authority underwear, you know. Mm. <laughs> so, See, and, and, I'm 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 sorry, Shereen. I was just gonna say I feel like that, that is that's Gunn's like meal ticket. That's he loves taking characters that nobody knows anything about and actually making people give a crap about them. Like, did any of us ever think that when we saw the Suicide Squad that we would even give a damn about Polka Dot Man? But at the end of that movie, like, I don't know about y'all, but I teared up a little bit about Polka Dot Man. Like, that he, that is where his wheelhouse is. And honestly, my, not concern, but my biggest worry with him is that, is he going to be able to handle those big name characters that we all know and love? Yeah. Because he, he does such a good job with characters that we've never heard of. He's not going to direct everything, though. That's why no, I think I, that, yeah. you know, he's writing the Superman movie, but he's, 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 he's not saying, like, oh, I'm writing all these. So, like, um... It's interesting to hear people question things like the authority or whatever when no one knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were, and yeah. now they're one of the biggest tentpoles of the MCU and Disney franchise, and they have their own theme park ride and and group this and like I think people forget is like some of these characters you love with these great actors in them or lovable actors, like no one knew who who they were. Actually, let's keep it a buck. Most of the Marvel characters, because they didn't have Spider-Man, uh, they didn't have the X-Men. Most of the MCU was built off characters that people barely knew. So they didn't know Iron Man. They had no idea. Yeah. They had. They had. Yeah. They had some. I, I still say people, more people knew about Iron Man because Ghostface Killer named his album and used sampled the cartoon yeah, of his you're album. Still, um, you're still talking a very. Like, yeah, yeah, really but overall, no one, no one knew Iron Man him. wasn't mainstream when they yeah. decided to go with that, and I think they trusted, you know, Favreau. I wish people would just, just trust. They just, people just gotta have more trust. You know, some of these punditries online and some of these uh, professional geeks with their platforms well, need to uh, give a little bit more trust, like they had I think years ago. I think that's another issue with it, though, Julian, is that a lot of times what we're hearing across the board is just recycled hot takes. And like 
you're not really getting opinion. You're just like you're hearing the laziest of lazy tropes out of people's. Oh, well, you know, Batman and, and prep time, yada, yada, or like whatever you want to whatever trope you've heard a million times. That's what we keep hearing. And like most people are not willing to give it a chance. And that's the problem is that like. A perfect okay, so Black Adam is a good example. Um, everybody should have given it a chance. Now, after the fact, um, we all know that maybe we shouldn't have, but you still <laughs> should have given it a chance that first, like, to get to see what he could actually do after what fifteen years of uh, telling us how great this movie was going to be. Um, yeah, no, I'm 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 with you. We should give it a chance, and then, like, it's I'm so tired of seeing the exact same tropes over and over and over and over again from all these quote-unquote well-respected media folk when it comes to this stuff so they're complaining that the authority is coming is that what you guys are saying? well i don't know if they're complaining they're more talking about like you know the monday morning quarterbacking of like oh no one knows who this character is i'm surprised where to pick this i'm not excited for this that it's like where you you were actually like sorry i i i don't believe anybody who if they tell me they was excited for kane <laughs> I, you don't, I believe don't believe you, bro, because you wasn't really out there reading uh, Avengers Forever like that, looking out the random Avengers stories. You know, nah, I'm gonna pull the card that I read too much, and I'm a harder geek than you or whatever. Like, nah, he's a he's a D-list villain in the Avengers. He's just really good for the effective storyline. But this whole like, oh, I'm so excited to see him in Ant-Man Quantum. Nah, bro. <laughs> bro, nah, bro. You lying. Well, he, you he, lying. He, 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 I mean, you're you, you're dogging out Kang when you call him a D-list villain. Yo. Kang was their greatest enemy. On Marvel factor. villains, though. On Marvel villains overall. Well, okay. No, over Marvel Avengers, villains overall. He, he's within top, top eight, right? Mm. Marvel overall, you start with the God Doom. Then you go to Galactus. <laughs> then you kind of talk about Magneto, even though he's right. <laughs> then you pull in the robot. Then you get to wait Thanos. Now. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Uh, yeah, okay, all right. Uh, every, everybody hold up. Hold up. Because that musical cue means it's time for us to take a short break. Because, of course, Fantastic Forum comes to you via WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. We're a community radio station. We're non-commercial. We rely on the ongoing generosity of our underwriters, sponsors, and listeners to be able to bring you the quality shows upon which you have come to enjoy. So visit the website at WERA.FM or that of our parent organization, Arlington Independent Media, at arlingtonmedia.org. Find out how you can make your tax-deductible gift in support of community radio, community media, today. So, all that having been said, because we got to keep the lights on, um, there's a lot more to talk about. We've got more of James Gunn talking about what is to come, and it's all very exciting. I'm very excited about it. So stick around, because Julian and Shireen and Mike and I will be back with more Fantastic Forum right after this. And welcome back to the Fantastic Forum here on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia and streaming 
at WERA.FM. We are your community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm your host, and I'm joined today by Shireen Nicole and Mike Lunsford and Julian Lytle. We're talking a little bit about the, well, uh, greatest news uh, in the comic book uh, world this week, comic book movie adaptation world. Uh, DC Films co-chair James Gunn came out this week and he was talking about these 10 fantastic new projects that DC Films is going to do resetting the DC universe. DC thinks they're going to compete with Marvel. That's the goal because Marvel movies make a bajillion dollars and uh, outside of Batman DC has not really got a whiff of that money. So, and on top of everything else, even though DC started the game with a little film called Superman the Movie back in 1978, it was 1978. <laughs> and so I need to quit talking about that as if that was something that was meaningful and important because it's been damn near 50 years. And so anytime somebody says now, yeah, but DC hasn't been able to compete with Marvel. I can't really argue because that doesn't count. It was so long ago. Uh, anyway, so we are going to uh, actually, you know what? You know what? I think we're going to lead with James Gunn talking about these, uh, these next five projects that are coming up. And uh, then we'll have the whole slate, and uh, if we like, we can go back and and talk some more. But well, we can talk about all the movies. So uh, let's let let let's hear what else Gunn has to say about these new movies that are coming out. We're doing a television series called Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost is the story of Paradise Island, usually known as Themyscira, which is the birthplace of Wonder Woman. It's almost like Game of Thrones with Westeros, but with all of the inhabitants of Paradise Island. The introduction of the DCU's Batman is the brave and the bold. The brave and the bold is the story of Batman and his actual son, Damian Wayne. This is based on Grant Morrison's great comic book run. Damian Wayne is my favorite Robin. He's a little assassin who Batman tries to get in line. And so this is the story of the two of them and the beginning of sort of the Bat family in the DCU. Next up is a TV series called Booster Gold. Booster Gold is one of comics' really popular cult heroes. He is a fascinating guy. He's a loser from the future who uses future technology to come back to present day and become a superhero so that people will love him. It is basically the superhero story of imposter syndrome on an HBO Max series. One of my favorite comic book series from last year was Tom King's run on Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. And so we're gonna turn that into a big science fiction epic film. Now, Superman is a guy who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents, where Supergirl in this story, she is a character who was raised on a chunk of Krypton. She watched everybody around her perish in some terrible way. So she's a much more jaded character. And that brings me to Swamp Thing, the last thing we're going to talk about, a very dark horror story in the origins of the monster who is Swamp Thing. And although it's totally outside of the rest of the DCU, it will still feed into the rest of the stories. Okay, and uh, that is at least the 
10 initial projects that they're talking about between film and uh, HBO Max. And uh, I got to say, so we were talking a little bit about The Authority, and uh, I've been... I've been a fan of The Authority since I heard about it. I had to go back and check it out. I mean, Garth Ennis, a real interesting writer. Not Garth Ennis. Oh, The Authority wasn't? Warren Ellis. Thank you. And then Mark Miller. Thank you. Thank you. Then other people who didn't do good (laughs) authority stories. All right. Well, you know, I stand corrected. Well, Garth Ennis did, like, I think um, some offshoots with, like, that. Kev guy or whatever and then stuff like that mm-hmm. but he the, Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch is, is there you the go. authority coming yeah. from Stormwatch as it ended and it turned into the authority well and there you go and in fact Brian Hitch uh, was the one who was drawing uh, the ultimates for which the I ultimate say, universe um, which, yeah, the ultimates which, is just the authority, authority yeah you know yes with I, Marvel people <laughs> yes uh, but one of the more well and it's funny because the ultimates there, there are some characters in the Ultimates who are going to generate. Well, all of them are pretty wild, quite frankly, you know. But I, I, I think about um, Midnighter and Apollo, and these are sort. Of, these were sort of wild storms. You Batman and Superman. Gay Batman, Superman. Yeah, yeah gay Batman, Superman. That's what. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. And uh, I'm, there are going to be some people who lose their minds when this thing comes out. You know, but uh, and then what, what's the what's the guy? He's like the uh, the god of cities, Jake Hawksmoor. Yes. Oh my goodness! I'm reading. Can't wait to come. to be outside. I mean, there was um, there was one of these uh, one of these stories where um, he had ripped somebody's arm off and was beating them with it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, this is some pretty hardcore stuff. You know, I mean, so. Uh, I, I wasn't really surprised that they decided to do this, but, you know, very exciting. The other thing, uh, well, uh, another thing, I like Viola Davis, fantastic actress, and the Amanda Waller character. Um, you know, in some ways, I think this character, uh, she reminds me of something that you were talking about at one point, Shireen, because uh, you have uh, said on occasion how you'd like to see a uh, a villain, you know, black woman who just happens to be a villain. And I'm like, you know what? That's Amanda Waller. <laughs> I mean, even though she's sort of, I don't know, anti-hero or neutral or whatever. I mean, because she does seem to be on the side of the angels, not exactly a villain. But the way that she does business is kind of villainous, you know? Well, so, David Ayer's... Amanda Waller was a villain. Um, I think that James Gunn's Amanda Waller walks more of the line. Not quite the Waller I want to see yet, but that's just personal. We may get there. But yeah, yeah, I think Ayers, when when she walks in a room and she murks all of her people, that's a villain. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that that's a thank you. That's a villain. I mean, and and people get confused today. And and Shireen, we were talking about that uh, just the other day. You know, because people think that they they don't seem to understand. And we were talking specifically about some Marvel characters, but you know, people don't seem to understand just because 
somebody is not wrong all the time or there is a particular perspective that they express with which one agrees or finds reasonable, that is not enough to redeem them from some of the lawless behavior or acts which they commit, you know? And uh, so there's a lot of confusion uh, in, in Marvel on account of that because people want to act like, I mean, and, and but you got it though, Julian, because you were saying, yeah, even though uh, Mag, well, Ma- I, I call him Mag. You say Magneto when I say Magneto, but you know, uh, Eric. Yes, but yeah, <laughs> you were saying he's not wrong, but he's a you know he's one of the top tier villains in Marvel. You know, I mean, even like though, I like to say, yeah. just because point. they got a point doesn't mean they didn't stab you with it. <laughs> hey. he went. To, he survived the Holocaust and Genosha. He got a point. People got to pay. And he, he, he frequently shanks he, people with that point. He, he shanks right. humans. They deserve it. <laughs> he got Cyclops at his side of the table. He got Charles at his side of the table. He got Apocalypse at his side of the table, which is the middle. It's just the middle at this point. Mm. But, but, mm. Michael John Carter getting a TV show. Booster Gold, bruh. <laughs> Booster Gold. <laughs> we going to have a ski. You know the memes they going to make out of skeets? Skeet's going to have a if bot. they do Skeet's right. Skeet's yeah. going to have a bot. Watch. That's going to be one of the best marketing plans of all time. Skeet's bot. <laughs> What's going on today? Hey, Siri. I'm no, just, not Siri. He's going to be like, I'm hey, Skeet's. My archery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were wondering? <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, I'm just wondering how the Blue Beetle film is going to perform and if it performs well and then the Booster Gold performs well, will we get Blue Gold? Well, you know, based on what he was saying, all they'll do if the Jaime Rodriguez character Rias. performs well, uh, I'm sorry, right? Rias. Rias, sorry. If that character performs well, they'll just do that as an Elseworlds thing. Because I don't see how you can do Booster Gold without Blue Beetle. I mean, you know, it's like Lucy and Ethel, Abbott and Costello, you know? I mean, it's like these, still, you got to have st- Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. I still think they could just but fold Blue Beetle in. Though. I just think they need to just fold them right in. If it does well, they just fold them in. Because if he doesn't connect to anything need- before. What, do you mean, would you stick Booster with uh, a, the Jaime Blue Beetle instead? That's what I'm saying. Do you need Ted Cord? Yes, you do. Jaime? Yes. Well, well I think you do. Well, I think the the Cord family is in the plot of the, of the movie. I looked up the Wikipedia page for the movie. Oh. They got actresses as, like, other members of the Cord family. So, Ted is going to be talked the, about at in least. In the Blue Beetle movie? Yeah. So, so yep. the Ted's going to be talked about if we don't see him. So, we just got to give okay. it time. We just got to give it a little time. <laughs> well, that's what I'm wondering, how it's going to develop. Because if we get blue and gold, that would be so joyous. Mm, yeah. Uh, hold that thought and a second. And honestly, that has a... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, that, we'll, we'll come right back to you, Mike. You're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming via WERA.FM. Radio Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Shireen Nicole, Julian Lytle, and Mike Lunsford, who is about to say something. I know he's not directing everything. I know he's not writing everything. But if there was a series that feels like James Gunn would <laughs> gravitate towards, it would be some blue and gold. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I 
I, I, I kind of want to see it now. Like now I'm getting hyped for something that doesn't even exist yet. Like let's let's see that. Like let's let's start a petition because apparently that's what all the Snyder fan thinks uh, they can do and that'll <laughs> fix things. That was bots. Yeah, I know it was bots. Yeah. <laughs> Did y'all see the story that basically like Snyder was like hyping up those bots like and doing all of that like to <laughs> like the hashtag Ooh. save the Snyder cut was essentially like he yeah, was egging that on. Yeah. So a lot of that is fake. So even the stuff you saw. Like saying restore the Snyderverse that you saw probably the other day, that's not real people. Mm. Those are bots. I kept saying this is a small vocal minority. I didn't know it was a. Rolling <laughs> was Rolling Stone people. broke that story. I was <laughs> like, wow. wow. It made so much sense though. Like it was like, why are these people so rabid for the Snyderverse? I'm not understanding. It's like, oh. <laughs> They're not real. <laughs> They're not real. It's just funny. It's like those old bits where it would be like uh, they're in like a um, like an auditorium, and you hear Zack Snyder say, "Hey, bring back the Snyderverse," and then he like covers his mouth. He's like, "Yeah, bring back the Snyderverse." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these people who want the Snyderverse brought back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah. So um, something else though. Uh, that they announced that I, well okay two other things um, and I'll give somebody else the chance to, to say something about what, what you all liked from it but um, that's Superman Legacy and Batman Brave and the Bold now I gotta mm-hmm. say I, I in terms because uh, when they first introduced Damien as Robin he was with Dick Grayson mm-hmm. as Batman and I really liked that dynamic even though after Bruce like returned from Oblivion it was uh, Bruce and Damien. Um, I, I really liked that Dick and Damien dynamic, but this still should be interesting. And Grant Morrison has written some really great Batman stories. And with that as the foundation of this movie, it should take us somewhere that we haven't been in terms of the Batman character. And then this Superman legacy, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm the way Gunn talks about Superman, there's a certain reverence that he has for the character that honestly I think is appropriate. And there are a lot of misconceptions about the mighty man of steel, Krypton's last son, the man of tomorrow. And being from a, a certain generation, I mean, I remember uh, the way Superman was. And I think there's some value in bringing back sort or or at least revisiting because i don't know the thing ever went anywhere but revisiting that that version of this character because there's been a great emphasis placed on batman um you know there's a great emphasis on uh, characters like wolverine now who is you know apparently one of the most popular uh, superheroes and in some cases i mean even though wolverine is a noble and honorable character. He's also extremely vicious. And I have some concern about the way that fans internalize some of the characters that exist now. And uh, the Superman legacy should bring us back to another place. So anyway, that's that's what I have to say about it. Um, anybody else got anything that uh, you are particularly excited about in terms of what Gunn announced? Oh, I said mine. Oh, yeah. The um, authority. I mean, yeah, Mike? <laughs> Just to echo your sentiment, Yuli, uh, I'm, Superman has always been one of my favorite characters, and as I get older, that hasn't changed. In fact, I think I like him more now. 
uh, as I get older because I realize what he symbolizes, this symbol of hope, this symbol of you can have ultimate power and not have it corrupt you. You can be a good person because the the sentiment online, which we talked about earlier, and, and these regurgitated hot takes that everybody loves saying is, well, Superman's boring. Superman's boring. He's only interesting when he's evil. Like it just – it makes me sad because it, it really kind of – it says something to me about the state of the world that that's the only thing that we see when there's a position of absolute power like that. And I want to see this symbol of hope. I want to see this – like what, is, what does Superman stand for? You know, like – he, he stands for truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. And for him to be a reporter searching for the truth, I think in a time like now, we need a character like that. And I really feel like James Gunn identifies that and, and is going to – fingers crossed. I'm hoping this is as good as I think it's going to be. Well, just the fact that he said that he was writing it and uh, he he's having a lot of fun doing it uh, I, I thought was noteworthy. You know, because I, I have a great deal of respect for this guy. All right, well, look, we still have uh, one James Gunn clip where he sort of summarizes everything. So uh, let's let's take a listen to that. Anyway, those are the stories that I can tell you about right now. I've loved the DC characters since I was a child. They're incredibly important to me. I knew that this was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do something very different. One of the things that's very important for me in all of these movies and TV series is that the director's vision and the vision of the writers and all of the creators is unique and something special. Storytelling is always king. That's all that matters to us. And I want to be true to those stories. I want to be true to you guys and really give you something different than you've ever seen before. Well, I think that we are guaranteed to see something different that we have never seen before. You know, so uh, it's um, but it's 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 very exciting. You know, I guess something else, because we haven't sort of mentioned everything. Um, this Lantern series should be interesting. And, and there's some stuff that I've read where they've sort of alluded to this almost being, you know, like a, a detective kind of story. Detective. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know, that's what they've said. Mm -hmm, you know, and and uh, apparently Jordan and Stuart uh, discovering some horrific Thing that so is going to, is going to tie back yeah. to the greater mystery surrounding the first chapter of the DC yeah. universe. Dun dun dun! And it's called Gods and Monsters. That's the first too. chapter. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, so I'm like, woo, oh, Gods so and Monsters. Mm? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I still want a Lantern Corps movie, so I'm hoping we're going in that direction because space cops. Um, <laughs> um, hopefully, kind. Anyway. Um, but we haven't <laughs> talked about this um, Paradise Lost thing with the mascara. Yeah, you know, and, and something else that, uh, that Gunn said that I thought was kind of interesting about Paradise Lost, uh, he, he likened it to Game of Thrones, of all things. That threw me. <laughs> that threw me hard. I was like, without the misogyny? Well, I think, I think it's... Violence, sand sandals, swords, kind of the past, kind of fantasy. Because I like, remember, I guess, like, George Perez added, like, a whole bunch of stuff in the backstory mm -hmm. of the mm -hmm. origin yeah. of that wasn't there. I, I still haven't All finished um, Kelly Sudaconic's current um, run of uh, Historia about the backstory of, of the Amazons. And there was stuff that, um, 
oh, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, who did he when he was came back and wrote Wonder Woman uh, during Rebirth and the book was alternating was between. Was it Brubaker? No, no, no. Um, the other guy. Wait, the guy, the hundred bullets guy? No. Um, the guy who who created the current Batwoman. Um, oh, dang! Wait a minute. Right I know who you're. T- wait, yeah, oh, J- wait, J M. No, no, he was no, the artist. I'm just moving on. Okay, yeah, yes. The current, the, the rebirth. Wonder Woman, where we go between current day and a remake of of uh, Wonder, Woman, Wonder Woman's origin. I think they could pull from a lot of stuff like that to make a show that, well, it doesn't have to have all the terribleness of uh, misogyny of, of Game of Thrones, but still has that same feel of, yo, somebody might get their head cut off, though. You know what I'm saying? We we, we really squabbling out here. And you can throw I mean, in some gods yeah. and stuff. You know, you can actually have, like, Ares, Hades, Rucka. and the rest. Greg Rucka. There we go. Yeah. Yes, thank mm-hmm. you. Oh, Rucka, of course. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why yeah. I didn't think of that either. Yeah, I got too many names in my head. I, I, I can't always recall. I Rucka when I said Brubaker, but yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's got some U's and R's, and yeah, <laughs> I could see how you. I could definitely see how you could see that. <laughs> <laughs> my brain just pulled what it wanted to pull, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see what he means by that. You know, could be what Julian is saying, but it just it threw me a bit. I might have thought more of like a Spartacus blood and sand kind of mm. thing, but of course that doesn't have any magical elements. And so it wasn't we'll that popular in comparison to like we'll HBO something. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people probably don't know about Spartacus, and unfortunately, because it was a great series. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That well, that first season was incredible. But we have to see if he means these kind of warring clans within the Amazons. Things like that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Even the selection of projects, you know, I mean, because something like we and we were talking about this a little earlier in terms of uh, creature commandos being something that you could absolutely see a James Gunn um, being drawn to. And, uh, you know, maybe like the authority also, because, you know, that that, too, is something that is um, a little obscure in terms of the broader DC stuff. Um, You know, the characters are wild. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, you know. So uh, this Supergirl thing, too, because I wasn't familiar with Tom King's uh, run on the character. You should read it. It's a good 80-issue comic. Okay. It's sold out now because they talked about it, so you started to get a copy. <laughs> Maybe it might be at your local comic book store. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that the good Tom King's <laughs> Supergirl was a thing either, but I have to tell you guys, because we're running out of time is that I'm really hopeful that we get some Philippus and some Nubia action mm. in this uh, Paradise Lost series. Well, uh, hopefully, Tom King heard you on that, or, you know, I mean, because I, I don't know who's scripting this one. Um, but it's going to be a movie, and, you know, I, I think there are some uh, marketing opportunities, you know, some toy opportunities there. I mean, you know. Supergirl it, book is basically True Grit. But instead of uh, the old guy and the girl, mm-hmm. it's Supergirl and the girl. <laughs> Somebody kill her pappy, we gotta go get him. Oh, okay. All right. She goes to Supergirl, like, help me go get this man who killed my family. Oh. And they in space, and Crypto's around, too. It's fine. Oh, okay. Oh, crypto. It's on, the, it's on the app, too. You get, you got to subscribe to the app. You read on the app. <laughs> I've been on I the verge. The app. I oh, Let me tell Eight you Eight issues. Eight issues. You can get through it. I got a bigger iPad. Oh. In anticipation of doing there that, you go. yeah, y'all should yeah. read the issue. Y'all should read the first issue. You'll be hooked. Mm, yeah. Well, and on that note, 
Um, you know, because, of course, hey, that musical cue means that we are out of time for this episode. I'd like to thank my panelists and you, too, for tuning in. Of course, Fantastic Forum is also a television show. You can visit the website at fantasticforum.tv, check out full episodes, check out segments from episodes. We've got it all broken out for you, including the interviews and the toy and game profiles and the special features and the event coverage, all those things you love. And you can check out Fantastic Forum each and every Sunday here on WERA. It re-airs from 4 to 5 p.m. We're in first run, of course, Saturdays, 4 to 5 p.m. The show is also available as a podcast. Thanks to Mike Lunsford and the Great Geek Refuge, you can find that on all the platforms where you find your favorite podcasts. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot more here to talk about. I mean, there's a lot to unpack Uh, We'll be delving into this, uh, I'm sure, in future episodes because, hey, you know, it's all good and it's all stuff we love. So, again, thanks for tuning in. You enjoy the rest of your weekend. Be safe and be sure to come back again next week. Same bat time, same bat station.